Welcome to Functional Design Enclosure. I am Nate Jones. And I'm Christoph Newman. Well, we're here to help you use Clojure and functional programming to make your everyday life as a developer less frustrating and more fulfilling. Yeah, we're here to answer your questions about Clojure and functional programming and and help you excel at that. So what is on your mind? Like, what are you thinking about? What are you curious about? Is there is there something you're feeling stuck with? Is there a problem you keep running into over and over? Are you just curious about other ways of doing doing the same thing? Are you new to closure? Um, do do have you have you heard of something like uh, in Hacker News or in Closure in Slack, and, and you want more information about it? All sorts of all sorts of things. So we we're, we're here to answer those questions. Um, so let us know. Yeah, if any of those questions uh, piqued an interest or made you think of something, uh, please send us an email at feedback at closuredesign.club or, or tweet at us at closuredesign uh, on Twitter. I'm sure that mo- all, everyone out there knows how to do that. But uh, if you would rather talk to us on Slack, we're on the Closure in Slack at closure th- in the Closure Design Podcast, Closure Design Dash Podcast channel. Um, you should be able to just hit Shift K or Command K and search for it and get and get it right there. So we'll be in there waiting eagerly for your questions. Yeah, yeah. You want to come in and chat, hang out with us? Uh, Closurian Slack channel is a great way to do that. So this week's question is: What advice would you give to someone getting started with Closure? So someone's brand new. Uh, they they've learned some syntax. Maybe they've they've been through like closure for the brave and true or learning closure or something like that, and and they're trying to get productive in closure. They're trying to get going, um, and and they're trying to get beyond like the simple, uh, just just adding up some numbers or, <laughs> you know, summarizing a list once <laughs> type <laughs> level. Yeah, I think. Um... I think it's an interesting place to be at. Uh, there's a lot of people that come to Closure, and they they you know they they, they often I mean usually that Closure is not their first programming language. You know they they kind of already understand that they need to that there's you know there's Closure ways of doing things. Um, I think a good a good way to start um, is to do let the clo- the Closure cones um, something that's pretty easy to find out there. Um, it's it's a way of, of being able to to play with the syntax and kind of answer these simple little questions, um, and and get get beyond just like you said just the syntax. Um, assuming you've read something like Closure for the Brave and True, which is again a really good resource. Um, but but the, but the best way to get started, I think, is to actually you know be writing something that is for a purpose. And so closure cones are probably the smallest purpose I can think of. Yeah, definitely closure cones. Um, then maybe diving into something like foreclosure or advent of code to to get a little bigger. One of the one of the really nice things about advent of code is you can find other people's solutions on the web. And so when you want to get a little deeper into a little more interesting problem space, you can go read other people's solutions, and and it will it will change how you view the problem in, in many cases. Yeah, and, totally. And, and give you some other approaches, which is fun. I, I know I've read, um, like, Bruce, Bruce Howman, I think, has had some. Mike Fikes, 
I've read some of their solutions, which is uh, really, boy, I learned a bunch. Even even a couple years into Clojure, I've still learned a bunch by reading their code. Yeah, yeah, to kind of echo that with the foreclosure and the um, uh, the advent of code, there's also something out there called exorcism. Um, they're all good, like higher level problems that you can't just get right right in in a, in a step or two. It's not like add these two numbers. It's something a little harder. Um, and man, yeah, reading other people's solutions uh, really helps um, understand better the, the 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 closure way of 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 um, of approaching the problem. Because uh, even yeah, like I'm I'm st- I'm, a, I'm I'm a couple years in you know, to, you know, so to speak, doing closure for my day job. And and I feel like I, I'm, I'm really, you know, only just getting into like a lot of the, the deeper levels of, of understanding how to take a problem apart and, and structure it in such a way that you get, you get, you can, you can then use the full expressive power of closure core and, and solve the, any problem that you need. Um, yeah, definitely. So I would say on that note, like probably the number one thing I would, I tell people who are getting started in closure is be prepared to get stuck, like be prepared to be stumped for, for a while, especially people who have done a lot of programming and have not yet programmed in a functional language. Yeah. Like my biggest advice to them is like, you're going to get stuck and it's going to feel weird. And that is, is not really about the language. It's about you. <laughs> I, I don't put it quite that way. <laughs> you're it's not, you're it's the not problem. Me. It's you. Yes. <laughs> it's not closure. It's you. But, but really, it's not closure. It's you. <laughs> um, because well, if you haven't done functional programming before, the, the way you solve certain problems is wildly different than imperative and OO. And and so what's gonna happen is you're gonna you're gonna start out with these problems that feel similar. And then when you move into these other problems that are wildly different, it's you're gonna get stuck. And it's gonna feel like the language is crippled. Like the language is missing things that should be there. <laughs> and and it 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 isn't. It's that you're you're gonna have to learn a new way of solving those problems. And for somebody like, gosh, I'd learned like ten different programming languages. I don't even know. I lost count. But let's just say a dozen programming languages before closure. And it just felt like I could pick up a new language in a weekend. And that that was not right. true with closure. Yeah, totally. I think I think you're gonna get stuck, but that's okay. Like everybody gets stuck when you start with a with a, with such a paradigm shift. There's languages like Scala that, you know, you can come to from an object-oriented, you know, background and just start using it and then kind of dabble your feet in the functional side. And and and, and closure's not, so to speak, as 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 extreme as like say Haskell. And not not that that's bad, but just as as only functional as Haskell is. Um, but it definitely the the idiomatic ways of doing things are are to be are to be more functional, and so you you will run into those problems, and and you'll reach for, and you, there won't be any tools to reach for, and so it's really important to, uh, to to go through this process with someone else, you know, either someone who's already experienced or someone that is also learning too. So you guys, you you can you can bounce ideas off each other. You can <laughs> you can help push through the stuck 
push through the walls uh, because then 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 th- there there is a gold mine on the other side. You just have to you have to you have to you have to push through it. Yeah, and a great a great place to find someone to to walk help you walk through where you're stuck is on the Clojurian Slack. That would be another piece of advice for people getting started: is don't hesitate to get help in Slack. That's really where the closure community seems to be the most willing to provide the most help. You can find some answers on Stack Overflow, but honestly, it just seems like closure and Slack just joining the general closure channel there and asking for help. Um, my, myself, like when I've done that, I've had a good experience. Most everyone I've talked to has had a good experience. I'm sure there are some exceptions, but but it's just a, a really lovely place where where people from all different skill levels in closure are very willing to help. Yeah, we're also on there if you want to <laughs> if you want to talk to us. Come come join us in the in the in the closure design podcast channel. Uh we'd like to we we can help out too. <laughs> uh, yeah, but- and the and definitely like the general closure channel, people who do hang out there are hanging out there because they do want to help. Yeah. And and that is the best channel for for getting help when when you're when you're getting going. Yeah, and I, and I, and to kind of uh, piggyback on that, we, I I I've been going to the local closure meetup um, around here um, on the West Coast in Los Angeles, and and that has really been a lot of fun to both go there for learning, but also to go there to help other people. Um, because when you're sitting around a table and you share your code problem, I mean that you have, you know eight or 10 or maybe even 20 or 30 other smart people there that are all, you know, they all showed up to, because they like closure. And so they're, they're, they're de facto going to want to help you out. So it's uh, getting plugged into the community and the, the, in, in the, the real life <laughs> uh, will, is also going to be a, real, a big benefit. Yeah, definitely viewing, viewing your closure experience as a forging into a new area and, and having, Exploring the unknown, right? Having having a guide along will make a big difference. <laughs> you're not gonna you're not gonna end up backed up in some dry watershed in some you know valley in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it feels like that sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you're you'll definitely get stuck. So just just uh, be prepared to get stuck and and get some help. Yeah, I think. Um... Another thing I would say to someone who's getting started with closure is try to, at, 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 as early as is comfortable, get set up with um, the REPL-driven uh, uh, workflow because um, it'll it'll really help you understand. It'll, not only will it help you really iterate fast on the problems that you're stuck in, <laughs> but it'll also um, as you as you grow, um, it'll. I've, you'll be able to be more productive as, as you get into more complex problems, but also it'll kind of give you a good feedback loop, you know, so that you'll have, you know, even if you're stuck, you're, you're at least having fun while you're stuck. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Yeah. The, the REPL is the key for this super productive experience that people talk about in closure. Like the REPL is, is your ticket to this highly productive experience. And, and that, it's a little weird at first, and I, uh, back in um, our episodes 12, 13, and 14, we, we talk about our REPL journey, especially my REPL journey, and how the REPL was not what I expected it to be. 
<laughs> yeah, totally. And so, so the, I approached the REPL with the wrong mindset, or uh, let's just say an, uh, a mindset that wasn't useful, and I discounted the utility of the REPL. And now, in retrospect, I can absolutely say, like, the REPL is going to be the key for your highly productive experience in closure, getting things done quickly, iterating quickly, um, f- f- finding the solution quickly. And a big piece of that is getting the REPL connected to your editor, your dev environment, so that you can you can start running these pieces of code um, quickly. You, 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 can, you can take the parts that you're working on and you can run them. Um, and you can edit them and run them and edit them and run them. And uh, it, that, is, that is the key. Yeah, you just... You, you you get to the point where you're 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 editing and running them so fast that you have to to take a break from the whiplash. <laughs> yeah, it can it can be it can be intense. Like like you end up in this really super productive programming experience because because the way Lisp is right. Like Lisp, when when you run your your def in expression, right? It's like it's dynamic. It's creating that function like right then in the moment or replacing that function. Yeah. And so 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 the REPL lets you just dynamically alter your code that as it's running, you know. Anyway, go go listen to episodes 12, 13, 14 to get all the details. But but like it can be so intense. I I'm like, oh I gotta take breaks. I gotta walk away. <laughs> It's it's like trying to go on a, a a roller coaster for an hour back to back to back, you know. <laughs> Closure doesn't give you breaks like other programming languages do. Yeah, <laughs> you know those breaks that are called compile time and uh, and re and re- restart the app time. No, no breaks. Yes, for isn't you. there? There's an XKCD about that where the two programmers are like sword, like fighting, it's like sword fighting in the office, or oh, or just sitting there. I can't remember. And then the boss is like, "What are you doing? Get to work!" And they're like, "Oh, we're waiting for it to compile." And then the boss goes, "Oh, carry on." <laughs> Sorry, no more excuses with closure. Right. <laughs> Definitely. So yeah, the REPL experience for sure. Um, another thing I'd say is as you're getting started, it really is learning the idioms of closure, like the closure way of doing things. Um, like Rich Hickey, I know, has said this a few times, right? There's a there's these few abstractions that are just the the foundational abstractions. Um, that everything in Closure Core is built on top of, yeah, right, yeah. like a, like associative maps and lists and 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 these things, and so um, it, the the key really is having a very large set of functions that all use these these few abstractions that gives Closure its incredible power, and so so really it's going to be more about learning all of these core functions, like you can think of each function in Clore, in Closure Core mm-hmm. as being as being a, a new tool in your tool belt for any of the problems that you're you're working on. And so so learning those idioms, uh, the idiomatic ways of doing things and and like for example, reading other people's closure code is the best way to, to do that. Yeah, that's that's a that's a really good point. I think that 
it is possible to make closure code that is highly mutative. You know, you can abuse atoms uh, to, 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 to change a variable in place, you know. And so you, 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 you can always do things, you know, the, the way that's unidiomatic. Uh, I won't say wrong, I would just say unidiomatic. <laughs> um, but the more that you go along with the grain, uh, the more that you, you, you obey or, or conform to those ways that, that, that the language creators um, uh, set forth, so to speak, the more that you can just use all those, all those closure core functions. Um, I think one of the things that we've talked about in our past episodes was you know, building up a data set to the point where you no longer need to write your own code to, to mix and match and filter and, and query and summarize that data. You just use the clo- closure core functions. Um, and that's one of the ways where you can be idiomatic uh, with your data. If you're, if you're idiomatic with your data, then suddenly all of these, these abilities open up to you and it's all code written by somebody else, which is the best code to use because, you know, it's probably bug free. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like if you can use a closure core function to solve your problem, then you're on very good footing. <laughs> if you if you find yourself writing a bunch of loops, then you might want to think, huh, there, let, let me go look through closure core because th- there's probably a piece there for me already. Yeah, it's amazing. I'm still learning new things out of Closure Core. Like, you know, you get to the point where you're using use map and filter and reduce and all these things all the time. But then, you know, you'll ask someone else, oh, how, do, how, how would you approach this? And they'll be like, oh, I use uh, frequencies. And it's like, frequencies? That's a, that's a, yep, sure enough, that's a verb that you can use. You know, that's a word, that's a function in Closure Core. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's very, very useful. Uh, let's see. I would say one of the other things that I that I would recommend to someone starting with Clojure is as and this is what I would recommend to someone who's learning any programming language is that as soon as possible try to build something that's useful. Try to like pick a very small problem that you that 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 you uh, an itch that you'd like to scratch and and try use that to drive your 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 journey through Clojure. If you use that to pull you through closure, then you will be looking at each of the each of the parts of your problem. You'll be looking at them in such a way that, it, like, from the perspective of of how can I use closure to solve this problem? How can I, you know, uh, how can I structure my data structure so that I can use closure functions to solve my problem? But yeah, do you, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think part of this sort of circles back to even where we started, like cones. Cones is really more about developing sort of this fundamental proficiency and learning how to use the basic data structures to do very basic computation, but then getting into um, advent of code and things like that. You know, you're you're stepping up your problem size, and yeah, then yeah. those problems start to feel more useful. But then, then the kind of like the next step is like you you try to solve a a programming problem you care about. You know, you want to make a a web front end. Try to make a web front end. You want you want to make a command line utility that you know opens up a bunch of files and searches through them for things or or whatever. 
um, try to make that thing uh, and as soon as you can and then get help where you're stuck over in Slack because that's that's the way you're going to face those those um, those parts that 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 curriculum oriented things, if you will, don't don't want to touch on like the like the real world programming problems, right? The situated programming bits. And yeah, and, that, and that'll really help you because I there, I remember back when I was I was learning closure, and I would say come to you, Christoph, and I'd be like, how do I I, I want to do this, you know, but. But I'm running into this, and you'd be like, "Well, how about if you take a step back and look at the problem this way?" And you'd be like, "Oh, so the problem isn't the code that I'm writing. The problem is my approach." And that's kind of the 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 idiomatic difference between closure and say writing something in Java or writing something in Ruby is that your approach you you kind of approach it from a different point point of view, and that's a mindset change. And so, giving explaining your problem to someone will help them help you readjust your mindset. Yeah, I maybe a metaphor that might be helpful is let's say you're living the suburban life. You you live in the suburbs, you got a car, and you're just sort of used to going through your day-to-day life with your car in the suburbs. Oh, I need to go grocery shopping, you know, hop in my car, you know, in my garage, drive there. And then all of a sudden you you get this awesome tech job in downtown. I don't know. I live near downtown Portland. And so now you're living in a flat in a high rise downtown (laughs) and, and now you need to live your day. And so now grocery shopping, like the way you go about grocery shopping is going to be totally different, right? The way you get to work is going to be totally different. Like all of, all of the ways of going about things. So if you, if you live in a high rise in downtown Portland and, and you want to like continue to use your car as the solution to all of your transportation problems, you're just going to be frustrated. And so you're going to like show up and you're going to be like, oh, I I tried to go to this place and the parking was terrible. And then everyone's going to look at you funny and they're like, well, why are you trying to park? (laughs) (laughs) Right. You should have just, you should have just taken the Metro. (laughs) And you're like, what's the Metro? (laughs) Right. And so it, it's it's like you you enter a new land where all the rules are different, and and the way you go about solving your problem that you're really comfortable with just isn't going to work there by design because it has a different set of goals. And so so definitely living in closure land, there there are these solutions that are by design eliminated, like not allowed. Right, uh, be- because it has a different set of goals it's trying to achieve, and so that can be frustrating uh, when you hit those. Yeah, totally. That your metaphor reminds me, or, or it makes me think about someone moving to Portland from, uh, like Los Angeles, or moving to Portland from New York. Like someone who lives in New York probably is already used to using public transportation, so they would probably mesh in better. There'd still be some learning. So, but if you're coming to closure from, you know, Erlang or Haskell or you know another functional language, you right. kind of understand a little bit, so the idioms are, are, are much quicker. But if you're coming from Ruby or Java or something like that, then it's going to be a lot, a lot, uh, um, a more, uh, uh, more, more learning to do with that. Let's just call it that. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Portland has a subway sort of, it's called the max and it runs on these roads above ground. (laughs) (laughs) So if you're a New Yorker, you'd be like, oh, oh yeah. When I get on the subway, okay, well in Portland, I take the max, right? You know, so you're adapting to similar solutions, but us suburbanites, you know, it's like, uh, I don't know how to get places without spending an hour in my car stuck in traffic. (laughs) I don't know what to do. (laughs) 
And then everyone looks at you funny because why are you trying to drive in downtown? You're crazy. <laughs> yes. Cool. Ah, well, this has been fun. Uh, so, uh, listeners uh, out there, uh, if you're if you're listening to our our, our voices right now, we want to know what advice would you give to someone who's getting started with closure. Uh, send us a, an email or a tweet, and because uh, we're curious. Yeah, what what is your best advice? We'd love to hear from you and share that back on the air. Also, is uh, if you have anything else to say, if you if something we said in this episode resonated with you or raised uh, another question or you thought was really cool. Yeah, send us, an e- send us an email at feedback at closuredesign.club. Hit us up on Twitter at Closure Design. Or hop into our Closurians Slack channel, Closure-Design Podcast, and, and talk to us there. Yeah, uh, we've been doing this for a little while, so we got some past shows up on the web at closuredesign.club. Uh, we, we've gone through some... Uh, we've got some series that go through a few different uh, problems, you know, doing a little tic-tac-toe game or talking to Twitter. So um, uh, if you are interested in getting started, it would be a good place to start. Yeah, you can find all of the notes there, some code, examples, and uh, more of these questions that we are answering. But that's going to be it for this week. We will be back next week to answer another question. Thanks so much for listening.